Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Can we talk about a story that wasn't discussed? That the House of Representatives had to pass legislation to protect gas stoves. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. We needed legislation in the United States to protect gas stoves. Now, I know people are talking about Trump and the indictment. We talked about it today. I know people are talking about, of course, what the biggest story in America is, which is the potential bribe of the then vice president of the United States, Joe Biden, and his son, Hunter Biden, who only got a job with a group called Burisma, an energy company out of Ukraine, because it provided access to Joe Biden. A $5 million bribe for each of them? The possibility of recordings of conversations between them and an executive at Burisma? It's the biggest story in America. It's the biggest story in the world. The fact that ABC, NBC, CBS aren't covering it is because these are cowardly organizations not based in news, but based in propaganda and narrative. They're not interested in sharing news with you. I'm very interested in sharing news with you. I'm very interested in sharing ideas with you. And sometimes we agree and sometimes we disagree. But we can do that because we're honest with each other. They're not honest with anybody. And when you're not honest, you cannot share. You simply can't do it. But in all the brouhaha of all these conversations, and of course the border conversations, the transgender conversations, which is really the attack and the abuse of children conversation, you should you should see my Twitter feed. You should see you should take a look at Tony Katz. You should follow, uh, like whatever it is that you do over there on Twitter. And then, oh my gosh, you mean if a thirteen-year-old has her breast removed because she decides she's a boy, that's just the same, exactly the same as someone getting lip filler. I swear to you, that is on my Twitter feed. I have to screenshot it because I know it's going to get deleted. Someone wrote that to me and was serious. This, oh, oh, Tony, why do you drink bourbon? Well, have you seen my Twitter feed? And you know it's rye for me. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rye uh, guy. That's why that's why I gave you the the, the rye recommendations. I, I gave the bourbon recommendations today. I gave the rye recommendations today. I love a good rye. But within all of this, the House of Representatives had to pass legislation. The vote was 240 to 180, 248 to 180. The Gas Stove Protection and Freedom Act. Oh, holy crap. That happened. You know, we thought 2021 was something. We thought 2022 was amazing. We're like, 2023, what could it bring? 2023 is crushing it. Crushing it. When it comes to flat out crazy, what could be crazier than having to do this? And did you know it's not just about gas stoves? You have stories of areas getting rid of gas furnaces. As a matter of fact, it's a new federal rule. CNN with the story just earlier this week. New federal rule aims to phase out residential furnaces that waste natural gas. We're not talking about waste. We're talking about getting rid of natural gas furnaces altogether. This is a story that, look, this is CNN. I can't say that they didn't share it. I'm saying that no one's talking about it. No one's getting into it that the attacks are continual and nonstop 
and have no end. This is irrational stuff. Natural gas is the problem now? Oil was the problem. Gasoline was the problem. That's why we needed electric vehicles. Now you can't have a gas stove because your kid's going to get asthma. Now you can't have a gas furnace? Over 40% of the furnaces shipped today are at or above 95% fuel utilization. We're talking about an efficiency standard. Oh, we have to get rid of the gas stoves because they're not efficient enough. Compared to what? 20 years ago or your fantasy about efficiency? You know what would be really efficient is if no one used a gas furnace at all. It would be really efficient, really truly efficient if there were no furnaces, gas furnaces used at all, and nobody heated their house. They've got blankets. It'll be better for the environment. And then your kids will live longer if they don't freeze to death, and you'll thank us. This is a weirdo, weirdo play. The proposed rule goes into effect by 2029 at the earliest. That's according to the Energy Department. Jennifer Granholm, the Secretary of Energy, saying by updating energy standards for many carbon-emitting appliances, such as home furnaces, the Biden administration is working to save consumers money. No. No, you're not. You are looking, however, to control the American people. It is one thing to say... We can work towards efficiencies. It's one thing to say that conservation has value. There's no sense in cutting down a tree if you're not planting another tree. So plant the other tree. The environmentalist says you can't cut down the tree at all. There's how I view that difference. Now, maybe a conservationist would tell me differently. I don't care what an environmentalist would say because these people are radicals anyway. These are the people of eat bugs. These are the people who tried to, uh, what was it, the Discovery Building in Silver Spring, Maryland? I used to live in Silver Spring back in the day. Who tried to take people hostage and claiming that it's it's the human being that's the parasite and, and, the, and the virus that's a problem to the earth, which we're not. It, it's our planet. I think you should be smart about it, but we should utilize the resources that it has. It's Mother Nature. They're cool with it. Mother Nature is going to shake us off without a problem and forget we ever existed if we become too much of a hassle. The idea that we shouldn't use the resources is madness. The idea that we should be smart with the resources makes perfect sense. And I think you can get people to engage on this level. Does anybody believe that Jennifer Granholm, the former governor of Michigan and now the Secretary of Energy, is making sense? Do we believe, do we trust that this Department of Energy is really focused, truly focused on being rational? Or do we believe that Jennifer Granholm is a radical progressive? You want to, here's a, a conversation. Let's see, does this make sense to you? Do you support the military adopting that EV fleet by 2030? I do, and I think we can get there as well. And I do think that reducing our reliance on the volatility of globally traded fossil fuels, where we know that global events such as the war in Ukraine can jack up prices for people back home, it uh, does not contribute to energy security. I think energy security is achieved when we have homegrown clean energy that is abundant, like you see Mm -hmm. in Iowa. We think that we can uh, be a leader globally in how we have become energy independent. 
Well, do you want energy independence or energy security? I think there's a difference to the things. And of course, energy security includes natural gas and oil. That's energy security. The all of the above approach. For her, it's only about clean, which means green. So I ask you, do you think that she is somebody that you can trust? An all-electric fleet for the military? I don't even know what this means. When the grid goes down, what does the military do? What does a local police department do? Or said another way, when you engage brownouts and rolling brownouts throughout the country, is it the citizen that gets the brownout, but the police departments and the military will still have plenty of energy? Let me say it uh, differently. Are you telling me that some agencies get power while the citizens don't? Is this your argument? I don't have to draw more of a picture for you, do I? About what happens when the uh, police have the ability to, uh, to drive their cars, but you, the citizen, don't. You don't have that opportunity what 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 does one do at that moment you're stuck and they're patrolling to make sure you stay stuck and you say to me tony that's very dystopian all i'm doing is discussing what it is that the secretary of energy said wait you want something else okay here's jennifer granholm back in april we're watching those prices creep up especially the price of gas is there a plan right now to address that? Because if people are really fired up and angry about energy prices today, they tend to forget about what could happen tomorrow. First of all, uh, on oil and gas prices, and especially gasoline, traded on a, oil is traded on a global market, right? I think what we have seen with this war in Ukraine and the volatility of the oil markets, the decision by OPEC to not produce as much, that causes prices to go up, right? That means the global market is extremely volatile. So what's better for us? The better choice is to move to electrify transportation because it is so much cheaper for you to operate an electric vehicle than it is to fill up your tank uh, with gasoline. So the bottom line is moving to clean is moving to energy security. Why is it cheaper? Now, now I'm, I'm asking this as a serious question, considering the electricity has to be made somehow, something that you're never honest about with, with, with the people. But when we talk about OPEC, OPEC raising prices, you're saying that we're going to now operate these uh, electric generation uh, stations, right? The places that generate the electricity. For some reason, the term is eluding me. Uh, with what? Solar and wind? Oh, best of luck if you're going to get anywhere. This isn't a push towards energy security or energy independence, however you want to describe it. This is a push towards green, and green cannot power the country. You'll note that I haven't said anything that's negative towards green. You think I have an issue with solar or wind? I don't have an issue with either one. I have an issue with these giant windmills that kill birds. 
I have an issue with something that isn't yet ready to satisfy the energy needs of a nation, which solar and wind are not. They're not ready. They're not capable. They can't do the job. It's not because I don't want them to. It's because they can't. I'm a guy who advocates for nuclear energy in the United States. I want to see more of these hydrogen cell cars. These are good things. I don't have a problem with electric vehicles. I have a problem with companies like General Motors and others saying we're only going to have electric vehicles because the pressure has been put on them by the U.S. government because of ideological freak showness and not rational thought. People want an electric vehicle. I say they should be able to get an electric vehicle. But of course we should have vehicles that run on gas. And of course we should be a place that's doing our own drilling. We saw what happened in Europe. They gave up nuclear in Germany. They were going to rely on Putin's natural gas. As Trump did discuss, that's a criminally insane thing to do. These are your enemy. These are the people coming at you. Now you're going to pay them for your survival? And when the get when when the energy prices became in, in, incompatible with reality, when you couldn't get the natural gas, you know what the people of Germany did? They didn't go green. They went to coal. We live in the real world. Jennifer Granholm lives in a fantasy where she thinks she can just by saying it make it so. I'm not saying you won't get to the place where solar can do the job. I'm saying it can't today, and it won't for the next 20, 30, 40 years. Why should we suffer and get destroyed for it? That's a bad policy. Jennifer Granholm doesn't have an answer for that because she won't even admit that that's the reality. And that's why people who are narrative seekers, not honest, shouldn't be anywhere near power which is weird. She loves power. She just doesn't want you to have any. You want to ban gas furnaces? It's a ridiculous concept. It's ridiculous. So now we only have electric. This is about bringing us down to one power source, not because it's a better power source, because it's a more controllable power source. Now, for those of you who say, Tony, again, you're being very uh, dystopian in your conversation. Did we or did we not see the state of California say that you won't be able to sell new gas-powered vehicles by, what is it, 2035? You won't be able to sell them in California. However, in the same breath, like the next day they say, hey, uh, Tesla users, electric car users, maybe not so much charging over the next couple days because we're having a strain on the energy grid. I could not have written that. Literally, that scene comes out of central casting. This is who they are. And the end result of their policies is that you don't lead as good of a life. Your kids are absolutely not as safe. And if it's not your kids, it's somebody else's kids. Let me take it more personally. Your grandparents aren't as safe. Your parents aren't as safe. You aren't as safe. The ones you love aren't as safe. Your neighbors aren't as safe. The world of Jennifer Granholm and Joe Biden and the political left can't bring it. Because ideologically, they believe in a fantasy and are willing to absolutely eschew the reality that we're living in and will be living in for the next 40 years, maybe longer. When the moment comes solar works, we should cheer like lunatics and say good and then tell OPEC to shove it. 
Or we could tell OPEC to shove it right now and just drill on our own. Which is, you know, what I believe. Oh, but Tony, it's a, it's a world market. Okay, flood the market. How do you think Reagan beat Gorbachev? Russia, as the late John McCain said aptly, is nothing more than a gas station masquerading as a country. So, you beat Gorbachev by flooding the market with energy, therefore pushing prices down, therefore he ain't making no money, and therefore he has to acquiesce. How do you beat OPEC? Flood the market. Flood them. OPEC will still sell to other places. They're just going to have to sell it less. They're going to have to sell it for less. You can at least give it a go. Someone can tell me, Tony, you can't really fight OPEC that way. Okay, then we'll keep the energy and we won't deal with those people at all. But no matter how you want to twist it, you still need oil to run the society. And Jennifer Granholm cannot create a society that runs because the society, our world, cannot run on solar. And the electricity is going to get made somehow and it needs to be powered. That's going to come from oil unless you want to do it from coal. I mean, I'm fine with it. And all of this stems from wanting to take away a gas stove. It isn't just little things. It isn't just a tiny culture war. It's the future of our society that we're talking about. And that's why you have to pay attention. I'm Tony Katz. Today, if you're dying of COVID and very few people compared to a few years ago are, it's principally because you're either unvaccinated unvaccinated or undervaccinated. If you're dying of COVID today, you didn't take precautions. If you listen to someone who said to you, you didn't have to take that precaution, it's not just your fault. It's the fault of that leader who doesn't give you the best information. If, if leaders choose not to take care of their people, that's on them. So if you get COVID, you deserved it. Now, this from the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Javier Becerra, isn't a good look politically. It's not a good look politically. But I can turn the conversation. If you're sick, if you're dying, if you have a heart attack and die suddenly because you took the vaccine, you deserved it. You didn't get good information. And if leaders don't give their people good information, well, bad things happen. Your move, Mr. Secretary. By the way, who puts Javier Becerra in charge of anything? This guy from Los Angeles who knows nothing about healthcare. He knows nothing. He's just a political uh, fellow traveler, a radical progressive. What the? You'll see him run for president one day. Good Lord. Talk about nothing to offer. But you can just turn the conversation around. How about this? People make decisions. And sometimes those decisions work out and sometimes they don't. And even when people make decisions based on all of the information presented, bad things still happen. How about instead of saying, oh, you got COVID, guess you should have listened. Oh, Bob, you had yourself a myocarditis problem there because of the vaccine. Guess you should have listened. How about we don't do that to each other? How about people make the decision that's best for them? We hope everything will work out. And sometimes bad things happen because that's life. I mean, this from Javier Becerra. I mean, that's the the talk of a scumbag right there. 
I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Is it really free? Well, it is um, really trying to ensure that families, the majority of families, um, earning up to $125,000 for an individual or two fifty dollars for a family, are able to access higher education. Is part of it paid through a tax on Wall Street, individual stock transactions? put that in, but yes, yeah, certainly there's lots of different ways to pay for it. We, we don't suffer from scarcity. That's Pramila Jayapal speaking to Fox News on the steps of Capitol Hill. She leads the Progressive Caucus in the House talking about student loan forgiveness. We don't suffer from scarcity. Translation, we could take more money from you. Oh, no, no, no. We know you've got money. As a matter of fact, we monitor it all the time. And we know we could take more money from you. So let's not say we can't pay for this. We could just take more money from you and therefore it's paid for. See, isn't that important? We look great for paying off student loan debt for people. We're basically buying their votes. And you're the ones who pay for it. Ha <laughs> ha, suckers. My gosh. To be proud of that statement and not recognize how ugly and, and diseased it is. That's that's pretty screwed up right there. That is that is pretty messed up stuff. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? I was trying to think of what sound effect. I have that would go along with that statement. A vicious mother, isn't he? That's close. That's close. That 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 could be that could be it. O M G. Are you kidding me right now? That works for just about just about everything. I just I just didn't have uh, you know something that that worked perfectly uh, for it. I, I I wish I wish I did. I need the sound effect that works perfectly for the. That's all right. You can pay for it. You can afford it. Just, oh, ow, I got it. I got it. Don't care how I want it now. There it is. I knew I had it. Sometimes you just got to look a little harder. Did I say hello, Tony Katz? <laughs> That's right, Willy Wonka. Try and get that on another radio show, people. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I've been giving out uh, bourbon recommendations uh, for Father's Day. You want to get a gift uh, for Father's? I don't know. I'm in 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 the all the years I've been doing radio. I have never focused on Father's Day this much. I I wonder if this is my my subconscious saying. You know what? There's been a lot of uh, attacks on, on fatherhood. A lot of attacks on men. A lot of insulting uh, of men and degrading thereof. And then, of course, we have seen this whole transgender insanity and the abuse of children and how families are affected by this. Taking a look at what Washington State has done, uh, you don't give your kid gender-affirming care, which is a despicable title. It's despicable because that's not what it is. If, if you don't allow your kid to abuse themselves, you lose your kid. I mean, that's, that is, as a concept, it's very ugly. And so there are parents out there who aren't okay with what's happening. They're just trying to keep hold of their kid the best they can. And who are they having to deal with? The state that thinks that they should be able to interfere. I love it when people tell me, Tony, you have no right to tell kids they can't do this. They're not your kids. 
but they're the same people who think that the state should have the right to tell parents that they're not allowed to get in the way. As a matter of fact, if they aren't affirming, they lose their kid. Oh, it is it is precious to see the the pretzel to which they tie themselves in. But I I I, I guess maybe it's a mix of things. Maybe just I just decided to. I've been talking about Father's Day. I did a whole thing about gifts yesterday. It was Wall Street Journal. I had last-minute gifts. And then I was going over bourbon gifts. I was going over bourbon gifts. Like, you know, maybe it's a bottle for Father's Day. Maybe your father doesn't drink, and therefore this doesn't help. You know, you know that's fine. That that That's fine. There's a lot of other stuff to get. I went through the whole gift thing yesterday. It was a piece from the Wall Street Journal. But I went through um, my low-cost and my medium cost bourbons so on my, on my low cost side i was trying to keep things under 30 bucks and oh my gosh prices have gone up so now it's under 40 bucks i'm sorry i'm so sorry it's nothing i can do about it like i when i first tried long branch long branch is from the people who make wild turkey and long branch is uh the bourbon of matthew mcconaughey all right, all right, all right. And so it's 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 got a real sweetness to it, but it's actually uh, pretty good, um, and and it worked for a lot of tables. I'm like, all right, I was gonna put that on my list, and that that's now over forty dollars. Like, son of a gun, look at that. So I created the small list uh, over there with you know I do a cigar and bourbon show called Eat Drink Smoke, and I put Old Granddad One Fourteen on the list. I put seventeen ninety two small batch bourbon on the list and redneck riviera so old granddad 114 is punch in the face more classic bourbon really is and i think pound for pound for the dollar you you could just never go wrong and i know people think of old granddad no 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 old granddad 114 which is 114 proof that's 57 percent alcohol by volume all you do is take the abv double it that's the proof it's a big pop it's a good it's good you you cannot go wrong. Now, maybe you've got a palate that likes a little more sweetness. You like a little more floral. You like a little more citrus. You want a little more cinnamon. Okay, well, you got to go find that. I'm talking about a bourbon that will work for all occasions where you're like, all right, all right, I'm drinking a bourbon. That's all. That's it. That That is it. Um, the 1792 small batch. So 1792 is the year Kentucky became a state. And so uh, that's why it's called 1792. I think they actually do some nice stuff. It's 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 easier stuff. I think the small batch is better than the basic. They also have a 1792 foolproof that's out there. Um, I thought the small batch was a little more welcoming of a bourbon. And so I, I put that there. And then Redneck Riviera. So Redneck Riviera is not bourbon. It's whiskey. Remember, all bourbons are whiskeys, but not all whiskeys are bourbons. There are rules. There are laws. To what bourbon is. I actually wrote a book about this called Let's Go Bourbon, and it's all in there. You can get it at Amazon.com. And so a, a, a bourbon has to be 51% corn. If it's not 51% corn in the mash bill, then it's not bourbon, but it is whiskey. And so Redneck Riviera is an American whiskey, and it's made by John Rich, Big and Rich, the, the, the country duo, the country star John Rich. He makes it. Uh, and and I, think, I think the proceeds from that go to Folds of Honor, which provides like scholarships and, and other things to uh, kids of those who have fallen in the line of duty, whether it be um, in the military or in law enforcement, 
very solid organization. I do some work for them here in Indiana. Uh, very, very cool group, terrific group. And uh, uh, John Rich does stuff with them as well. And it's a sweet, easy sipping whiskey. You're, you're going to be surprised because I, th- I think, I think a bottle is 20 bucks. I think. And you're going to be like, that's crazy. You're going to be like, that's, that goes in the liquor cabinet. A group of people come over and you don't want to necessarily pour the good stuff. Boop, there you go. And everyone will be like, all right, this is solid. So that's what it's for. So that was on the, on the low cost. Then I went to the midline. Bottles under $70. The problem today is that that's the stuff that used to be $50. That's where we've come to. The prices have just gotten crazy for two things. Uh, first, uh, there is the COVID conversation, the scarcity of glass and packaging and other things like that. That's all real, creating a huge issue throughout the industry. The other part is the scarcity because now everybody wants bourbon. COVID damaged a lot of businesses. COVID exploded a lot of businesses. Spirits and cigars through the freaking roof because liquor stores were considered essential businesses and you had time and the internet still worked. So you could order cigars pick up a bottle of bourbon and start trying new things. You had time. You didn't have a commute. You had the back deck. You had the comfy couch, whatever the thing. And there you were. So these businesses exploded. Just huge stuff. And therefore, things became um, more scarce and, and prices went up. So in the $70 under range, Noah's Mill. I don't think there's anybody who would disagree that Noah's Mill is one of those all right, that's a better bourbon. There it goes. Now, your palate might be different. It might not be for you. I'm talking in generalities here, never to specifics. Uh, then I, so Noah's Mill's on there. Penelope bourbon. I don't think as many people know Penelope. It's the Architect series, and it is the French Oak Stay Finished. We did this as a review on the show just the other day on eatdrinksmokeshow.com. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's so so good. So good. And then um, I, I should start giving this as my answer. What is my go-to bourbon? And, and it's weird because I'm a rye guy. I am much more Pikesville rye. Not, not, I, I am not a whistle pig guy. I have got some pretty rare bottles of whistle pig. Uh, I don't do much collecting, but I do have some. Um, whistle pig is is just not my speed. I think there's a real difference between those Midwest rise and those East Coast rise. The whiskey is out of Vermont. Um, there's just a, there's just an intensity that they have in their rye whiskey that I'm not into. And rye, uh, like bourbon, instead of being 51% corn in the mash bill, it's 51% rye in the mash bill, and that's what makes it a rye. Indiana, our drink is rye, and and I, I think does Starlight do rye? Because I, I know the guys at Hard Truth do a rye. Um, and we do good work. Rye is, is oh, just terrific. That rye spice. And sometimes you can find something that also has a hint of sweetness to go with the spice. And that that merging much more works for my palate. I love a rye. Pikesville, I can't say enough good things. Cannot say enough good things. And um, uh, Basil Hayden dark rye, which is a very different thing altogether. I'll get to it. I've, I've got a list. I don't know if I'll have time, but I'll get to a list. But um, I was going to say on bourbon, my go-to bourbon. Um, there's never a moment where I'd say no. Four Roses, small batch, select. The select, it's better. 
I'm not going to knock Four Roses as a fine basic bourbon. The Select is better. It's terrific. Terrific. Then you get into the, well, if money didn't matter conversation about bourbon. What in the world would you spend on uh, on bourbon? How much money would you spend? And the answer is you can spend anything. You'll notice, like, I didn't bring up uh, Woodford Reserve, which uh, is fine. But if I'm doing Woodford Reserve, the double oaked, that's where you got to start. I didn't bring up any of the Wellers. Because if you're talking about the, the green label, the, the, the special reserve Weller, if you can find it, it's not that expensive. But if I'm doing Weller, it's the 12-year. Black label. Holy crap. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Some people are really suckers for something called Widow Jane. Widow Jane can run anywhere between 80 and like $200 a bottle. I wasn't into it when I had it. And by the way, that I notice how I said it. I wasn't into it when I had it. These things change. Things do change. You 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 you're drinking it one day and your palate is one way, you drink it another day, your palate's another way. What'd you eat that day? What'd you what else have you drank that day? What's the weather? All those things can affect you. So just because you drink something on one day and you're not so sure, drink it again a, a month later. And and see and see and see where it goes. See how it kind of of, of works for you. You know, you can get to the stuff like the George T. Stag. Uh, someone offered to sell me their bottle. They had a bottle of Stag uh, for eight hundred bucks. If that's the gift you want to get for Father's Day, I'm not telling you no. Knock yourself out. Go get that for Father's Day if that's what you want to spend. I'm not, but my point is you don't have to. You don't have to spend that much. What I'm telling you is there's good stuff out there at worthy prices. If you want to get a Willet, it's um, going to do you right. But you're going to spend some money to get a Willet. A, a Booker's, a, a Booker 7. Um, Man... Booker 7 is real good bourbon. I think you're going to end up spending some money there. I haven't even looked lately. Should I look? Hold on a second. Let me see if I can, what, what a Booker's would cost. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe the price is down. Booker's, Booker's, Booker's. Let's see. Nope, $105 a bottle. Okay? I'm not crazy. I know my things. So they're out there. They're, and then there's some some more specialty kind of stuff. Uh, barrel bourbon, B-A-R-R-E-L-L. Barrel bourbon is just sensational. And they do a lot of unique bourbons that are like blended with this and, and it looks almost like it's a shtick. Barrel does it beautifully. Beautifully, they do it. So there's just some examples, you know, someone's going to say, I need a bottle of Blanton's. I need a bottle of Colonel Taylor, the E.H. Taylor. Sure. Sure. Spend the money, boo. I'm not. Oh, and then, of course, ah, for for Father's Day, it's got to be Pappy. It's got to be Pappy Van Winkle. Weeded bourbons are lovely. It doesn't have to be Pappy. You want me to say it again? Did I already mention the Weller? It doesn't have to be Pappy. Don't kid yourself on that one.
But if you want to spend the money and that's the gift you want to get dad, um, uh, just invite me to the party because I'll always take a sip. I'm Tony Katz. I should mention if you're living in central Indiana, you need the Father's Day gift and it's not bourbon, stop by Sullivan Hardware and Garden Saturday from 11 to 3 is something called Slaw Fest. It's the celebration of coleslaw. It's hilarious. And the food's great. Uh, Sullivan Hardware and Garden is on 71st and Keystone. I will be signing copies of my book, Let's Go Barbecue. They'll be for sale. You can get a signed copy right there at Sullivan Hardware and Garden from noon to 2. Perfect, perfect Father's Day gift. And really hope you'll join us out there. We'll have the Eat, Drink, Smoke swag, the shirts, the hats, the cigar picks. Uh, You can get a grill for Dad while you're there. Everything. Solomon Hardware and Garden. So 71st and Keystone is where that's at. We'll be signing Let's Go Barbecue. Recipes, tips, and tales from the pit. Absolutely perfect Father's Day gift. We'll also have copies of Let's Go Bourbon, in case you want to learn more about bourbon. That's the first book I put out. Great bathroom reading. Oh, perfect bathroom reader. Sometimes that's what you need just to pass the time. You need, you got to pass and pass the time. I did, I made that joke. Let's go bourbon. So that, they're both available on Amazon.com. You can get them both at Sullivan Hardware and Garden. This Saturday from 11 to 3, let's go barbecue. Recipes, tips, and tales from the pit. We're selling it at Sullivan Hardware and Garden. You can get your signed copy, noon to 2, and the whole thing, Slaw Fest. Bring that out from 11 to 3 on Saturday. And then buy a grill or buy whatever you want. It's going to be a fantastic time. I will see you there, and I'll catch you tomorrow, everyone. Take care.